breaking. The Wall Street Journal reports that the negotiations for the release of 50 hostages fell apart because Hamas demanded the delivery of fuel into Gaza. That's crazy. What originally happened, as far as I understand, is Hamas says Israel's refusal to accept two captive shows it's not serious about stopping the bloodshed in Gaza. Israel's prime minister's office has confirmed that Israel declined to accept two Israeli hostages from Hamas, stating that they will not address what is considered to be mendacious propaganda by the group. Hamas said two uh, set free two more civilian hostages on Monday, but negotiations over the possible release of a group of 50 captives stumbled over the militant group's demand that Israel allow fuel deliveries in the Gaza. It is so crazy. Like, how are you getting outflanked by f the Al-Qassam brigades? You are a multi-billion dollar American state, okay? You are the, the unsinkable aircraft carrier in the Middle East. How the f do you get outflanked? How arrogant, how, how inhumane, how cruel that you're just like, no, we know that the hostages that you want to release are going to make you look good. We don't want the hostages. That's insane. That's an insane thing to do. It blows my mind. Imagine being like, what? Well, nope, they're virtue signaling. We can't do that. I'm not saying that these ladies are going to be kind and say that like, no, Hamas was very humane to us. I don't think that. It's wild that like your immediate concern isn't, you know, bringing in hostages that Hamas is voluntarily delivering without any conditions. They're saying, listen, these ladies, they're going to die so we have to release them we want to release them to you that is a good faith negotiation in that situation the fact that the israeli government said no to this uh, originally on on conditions that this would be propaganda is psychotic and there is zero percent chance that if israeli media covers this which uh you know there are a lot of brave reporters in israel right now doing that coverage in spite of the fear that they have that they might go to jail. I need you to understand something. There are people in Israel right now whom I disagree with on uh, the maintenance of an apartheid state, on, on whom I disagree with on Zionism in general, and they are still recognizing the severity of the crisis at hand. They are still openly putting their freedom on the line to report the news right now while they are supposedly uh, slated to be arrested at gunpoint. That is insane. On the other hand, of course, on the Palestinian side, reporters are just dying. They are straight up being murdered. They are straight up being killed by Israeli airstrikes. Roshdi Saraj, a Palestinian journalist who worked for Radio France, was killed today in an Israeli bombing of the Tel Al-Hawa neighborhood in Gaza City, the network said. One of his last tweets from five days ago below, a lack of media coverage from Gaza due to the killing of more than 12 journalists, the bombing and the blackout of electricity and the internet. However, we are still trying to withstand and continue coverage so the world can see the Israeli crimes in Gaza. He was the one who informed us first, the one who risked his life for this at a time when no one can enter. His last message was yesterday at 5.25 p.m. saying, thank you, Habibi, sending love and peace from Gaza. There is no world in which this is acceptable. There is no world in which this is anything but ethnic cleansing. There was some good news on Friday night when two American hostages were released. Judith Ranan and her daughter Natalie from Evanston, Illinois, were visiting relatives here when they were kidnapped. Today, Israel raised the number of confirmed hostages to 222. The U.S. says that among them are more Americans. There's Americans stuck in Gaza right now. We want to get them out. There are hostages in Gaza right now. We want to get them out as well. A visiting delegation of American... Yeah, except I think that Cory Booker's alone on that. As far as I've heard, 
that there are Americans in Gaza, for example, and they have been basically condemned to live in that hellish circumstance that the embassy is not responding to their calls and they're not doing anything to like take out the American citizens that are currently stuck in Gaza and allow them to to leave the Gaza Strip, which is crazy. But of course, you're on the lowest part of the totem pole if you are a a uh, Palestinian American. You have no rights. You're, you're worse than all of the other American-Americans. You know what I mean? And amid all of this, imagine what I'm about to tell you. At least 400 Americans trapped inside Gaza trying to leave, but with the border shut down indefinitely, they cannot. We spoke with one American woman who came with her family, five kids, for a short visit with relatives, only to get stuck in what has become a war zone. As Israel hammers Gaza from the air, Emily Rauschenberger's family is on the ground. They're now sheltering in an apartment building in South Gaza after evacuating from another family home. The kids. So it's only bad when Americans are stuck in Gaza and it doesn't matter how many humans have been killed so far? Dude, Helal Kamal, I don't think you understand. The American government doesn't even give a fuck about American citizens stuck in Gaza. Stuff like this is always important to, to recognize the humanity of the people that are under brutal occupation. That's why the Western media does it. That's why they talk to like American Palestinians. We are we're in shock and mourning. It is now confirmed that 29 of our colleagues in Gaza have been killed since October 7th. Half of these colleagues were UNRWA teachers. As an agency, we are devastated. We are grieving with each other and with the families. Bro, they're fucking slaughtering UN people. That's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Water started to run out the, on the Wednesday after the conflict started. Um, from then, you have to go out uh, with water tubs and find sources of uh, drinking water. And the bread lines are very long. You have to stand a few hours or go to another locality to, um, to wait in those lines to, to find bread, which is really a staple uh, food here. You are remarkably steady and composed. Are there moments where you are just at your limit? Certainly. You just... Um, Try to, to stay positive, you know, that this, this can't last forever and that there has to be a brighter day coming. But so far, leaving is not an option. Though humanitarian aid has begun moving in, the borders with Israel and Egypt are still closed to those like Emily and her family. What's it like for you to know that Americans here in Israel are being provided charters by the U.S. State Department? to get them out of potential harm's way here in Israel, and yet there you are stuck in Gaza. It's ironic, I suppose. There's just not enough political will for some reason to push for more assistance for, for Americans in Gaza. If we're concerned about American life, it should be all American lives. There's really no good reason that we shouldn't be um, pressuring more to have this happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that it is uh, deeply immoral uh, and probably the grossest thing that you could do, uh, rein in uh, genocide occurring with your weapons and with your go-ahead and with your knowledge and with your intel. And I am shocked that uh, we just uh, make it seem as though we have no power simply to stop Israel from committing this uh, genocidal act. Uh, we do. We absolutely do. It is abhorrent that we have not uh, done that so far. So much so that even Western media has uh, been able to cover with some level of accuracy how devastating the conditions are on the ground at this point. It's taken them two weeks 
to get here, whereas it started off this way. But just a little bit of genocide. Come on. Israel can have a little bit of ethnic cleansing as a treat. It's not exactly a good counter. But for the families of the hostages, it's agonizing. Their loved ones are being held in the same place that Israel's bombarding. Why they took children? Why they took women? Why they took... Why? Why? My Yerol Shami's sister, Eden, was taken captive by Hamas militants at a festival where the gunmen killed at least 260 people. Eden called her family as she was being kidnapped and they recorded it. They've got me, she said. Two American hostages were freed late on Friday. How did you feel about that? Uh, of course, we was uh, happy. It uh, gives us uh, hope. People that fucking rip these posters are so stupid, by the way. Like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people that do shit like that. Like, they've been posting these posters all around uh, America, all around uh, the UK, everywhere in Israel. And it's such a weird fucking thing to do. It, it's such a gross thing to do. Like, I, I it's unimaginable. Uh, it's unimaginable. It says nothing about, like, the overarching uh, Palestinian emancipation, of course, from where I'm standing. But it's so disrespectful and gross it's obvious zionist propaganda law i don't give a fuck what do you mean it's obvious zionist propaganda the fuck are you talking about those people are still missing what is wrong with you that you're an insane person okay you you've lost your fucking mind at that point if you think that like children uh with missing posters should not be uh, uh allowed to be posted you're basically fucking uh, uh, lending a hand to unironic propaganda for for israel if you say stupid shit like that that's right, Tony. So Judith Ranan and her daughter Natalie are from Evanston, Illinois. They were here in Israel celebrating the 85th birthday of Judith's mother. They were kidnapped on October 7th, and so far they are the only hostages to have been freed. We spoke a little earlier today with two of their cousins, Ayelet and Or Seller. When you first saw those images, the videos, the photographs of them released, what was that feeling like? Overwhelming. It's disbelief and it's relief at the, at the same time. And it's all the emotions all at once because um, being happy is a privilege that we do not have right now. We have eight other family members, among them young children that are still being held hostage. So you feel very lucky and you feel very guilty and it's very, very hard to reconcile everything that is going on. Would you prefer that Israel delays its ground invasion until every avenue has been attempted to bring the hostages back? I, we demand it. We, they need to do everything to get the hostages back, to get our family back and 200 more families, loved ones back before anything is even on the table. The hostages, they are civilians. This is the basic contract between the country and us. The civilians come first. Yeah. I mean, civilians come first. He's right. Which is not a position that uh, is shared by some, at least, in the, uh, in the Israeli administration right now. Palestinian woman shares their experience. Oh, here, this is the one. Uh, this is what I was looking for. Israeli Prime Minister's Office has confirmed that Israel declined to accept two Israeli hostages from Hamas, stating that they will not address what is considered to be mendacious propaganda by the group. They're saying uh, they did not want to allow Hamas to get a propaganda dub in this situation. I understand that, optically speaking, this will, I guess, 
kind of look good for Hamas uh, because it breaks through the uh, narrative that they're like uh, doing wanton and indiscriminate punishment to like regular uh, Israeli grandmas and shit, but they did do that already. So there is no reason not to accept hostages. It blows my fucking mind. On Friday evening, Hamas released two American Israelis, mother and daughter Judith and Natalie Ra'anan, who also via the Rafah crossing with Egypt uh, were released into Egypt. The two were handed over to the Red Cross, which handed them over to Israel. Hamas also said that the release was made for humanitarian reasons. Eight other members of Judith and Natalie's extended family are among the hostages. Two members of the extended family were killed by terrorists in Hamas's October 7 onslaught. U.S. officials over the past week have reportedly been urging Israel to delay its ground operations in the Gaza Strip to allow more time for negotiation to release more hostages. Yeah, I think some in the chat don't understand how many hostages are actually peace activists. Yes, people don't know what a kibbutz is. It's literally like a commune, a communal formation. It's it's a fucking commune. They're like agrarian farm people that live off the land. They're all like old people that oftentimes are pro-Palestinian uh, emancipation too. Bro, it's so funny to fucking be like, oh, it doesn't matter. When, like, their criticisms half the time are that, like, the uh, IDF basically leaves them out with their asses hanging specifically so that they could be the first line of defense as a kind of a human shield. Uh, if you hear what they have to say, that's why so many of the people that survived in the uh, uh, kibbutzim openly stated that they the, the Israeli government has deliberately left us here to be fucking human shields basically chatters weren't joking cnn is reporting fast tank movement oh jesus christ it might be beginning this is 100 percent america's fault as well what do i mean by this america has all of the control in this regard do you understand all of it so much so that if you ask the defense minister who literally said we are dealing with human animals and that's why we have to fucking shut their water shut their food and shut their electricity off he was asked the question yesterday why are you letting humanitarian aid into gaza shouldn't you be dealing with uh, all of the palestinians in gaza and he turned around and said and i'm paraphrasing here america asked us to allow humanitarian aid into gaza what are we supposed to do we can't say no to the united states of america which is true it's true without america's support this genocide would not be able to continue in the way that it is we give israel four billion dollars a year we co-designed the motherfucking iron dome we give them our weapons uh the u.s weapons used in gaza this was manufactured by the company woodward the top shareholder in woodward is vanguard which also has a charitable arm that is being used to funnel hundreds of millions to israel lobby groups and the friends of the idf i mean yeah this is america's death dealing okay they're doing it with our weapons which means we have all of the fucking power to say hey cut that shit out dial it back stop the occupation in its entirety but we won't because it corresponds to our personal interests to have a destabilizing force in a region this is a national security interest that we have according to reports u.s wants them to delay ground uh, yeah except israel wants to delay the ground invasion anyway and the more they delay the ground invasion the more they they just keep doing bombings scoop the biden administration recently sent a marine three-star general and several other u.s military officers to israel to help advise the israeli military leadership in its operation in gaza yeah exactly of course Israel has to be terrified of a ground invasion. In my opinion, the IDF isn't prepared to fight against an actual armed militant group. An actual armed militant group that also knows the lay of the land much better. An actual armed militant group in, a, uh, in an area that's like mostly reduced to rubble, but still has a complex tunnel network underneath it, uh, booby traps and the like. It would be devastating for the IDF. They've tried it before and they failed, both in Lebanon and also in Gaza as well. 
So they know what the what the consequences of a fucking ground invasion would look like into Gaza, which is precisely the reason why they do not want to do it, which is why they're trying to postpone it as best as possible, and just continuing to fucking engage in a war of attrition, or rather in this circumstance, because it's not two equal state actors, an ethnic cleansing campaign, cutting off their food, only allowing a, 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 a incredibly limited amount of water to uh, be let into the Gaza Strip, cutting off the fuel in its entirety, not allowing fuel to come back into the Gaza Strip, the fuel that they claim is, you know, going to be used by Hamas, except the fuel is necessary for the fucking generators to work so that the hospitals can remain intact. But of course, they don't give a shit about hospitals. They clearly don't give a shit about hospitals. They've evacuated. They told every hospital to fucking evacuate in the Gaza Strip. That is fucking insane. Some more aid trucks made it through the Rafah border crossing from Egypt into Gaza today, even as Israel has been ramping up its air war against Hamas. CNN's Clarissa Ward is joining us live from Cairo right now. Clarissa, people in Gaza are waiting for aid to trickle in as bombs fall and conditions grow more dire. Update our viewers. That's right, Wolf. I mean, the situation was critical. Now the word you use is exactly apt. It is dire. Today we saw another convoy of just over 30 trucks going in. That brings the total. Bro, when you got the CNN, when you got these fucking clown asses at CNN saying the situation is dire and showing footage of, like, entire fucking city blocks leveled, you know it's, it's, it's out of control. 7,000, more like, than 7,000 trucks. We knew, we knew that it had to get to a, we knew that it had to get to a point where 2,000 uh, children have been ruthlessly slaughtered by Israel for them to even say, yeah, it's kind of bad. 300 strikes yesterday. Uh, some Hamas commanders were killed in those strikes, but also hundreds of civilians, Wolf, and the... Yeah, 42% of all housing units in Gaza are damaged or destroyed, according to the UN OCHA flash update as of yesterday. Just to give a sense of how, the, how high the physical destruction has been, the lack of infrastructure is going to be more deadly. cut off the electricity in Gaza. Therefore, all these hospitals are reliant on generators. And yeah, by the way, this has been an ongoing crisis for the past two weeks. Where the fuck were you guys? Into Gaza for you don't need to be a fucking, you don't need to be Nostradamus to know that this was going to be insane. All these diplomatic talks to try to facilitate the continued flow of humanitarian aid. Fuel is the tough one. The Israelis are concerned that Hamas will end up taking the fuel and using it. They don't want to see that happen. But without fuel... It's not just even about generators, it's about desalination. We spoke to a doctor who talked about people drinking brackish water at the moment. That's leading to a huge uptick in preeclampsia in pregnant women in Gaza. And so you're having all kinds of knock-on effects and still no sign, really, that there is going to be a continuous, sustained humanitarian corridor and that, crucially, fuel will be able to get into Gaza anytime soon, Wolf. Clarissa, I know you had a chance to speak to a doctor at the largest hospital in Gaza City about how desperate the situation is there on the ground. Tell us about that. That's right, Wolf. So we spoke to Dr. Marwan Abusada. He is the chief surgeon at the Al Shifa Hospital. That's in northern Gaza. They have been told repeatedly to evacuate. He told us that they have 5,000 patients at the moment, 700 beds and 5,000 patients. They also have thousands of displaced people living in and around the hospital premises. He says that to evacuate is simply not an option for these people. Many of them are severely wounded or they can't move. And he talked again about the crucial importance of Here. getting that fuel. He said there are just two. 
The electricity at the Indonesian hospital in North Gaza is completely cut off. Hundreds of patients, including the trauma sections, could be at risk of immediate harm. Further, thousands are seeking shelter at the hospital. I'm going to be honest. I think part of the reason why they're covering this now is because even they're like, all right, Israel's gone too fucking far. They got the go-ahead. Remember, the State Department released internal memos saying no mention of ceasefire, no mention of de-escalation, literally as Israel was conducting this, this, this bombing campaign, okay? It's gotten to a point where even fucking CNN has to be like, yeah, it's fucked up. But oh, here, the, here is another IDF guy. Thanks so much oh, for joining us. First, let me get to uh, this, this very First, please mission. explain to us why it's totally justifiable to do what you're doing, oh, sir. Is- CNN has learned, Lieutenant Colonel, that U.S. officials are urging Israel to delay its ground invasion of Gaza to try to release more hostages and facilitate more aid to come into a southern Gaza from Egypt. How much is Israel weighing that advice based on what you know? I will answer that, Wolf. I just want to say something about the story that was aired before from Cairo. You know, there is fuel in Gaza. Hamas has fuel. Hamas has quite a lot of fuel, about a thousand liters, if not more than that. Um, What? And they can decide where to use that fuel. And I find it strikingly absent from the discussion, from many discussions, what is Hamas doing with the resources that it has? It's only about Israel and Egypt and UN and international. I love that it's a thousand liters. Like, what the fuck? That's not a lot of Why fuel to begin with. Like, opposed to Hamas. Why don't you use some of the fuel that you have stockpiled and hoarded in advance? The this- fuck's he saying? Like, you're supposed to keep a hospital generator running? Dog, you cut off their power. What are you saying? This is so, oh my God, oh my God. Western media doesn't even like look at that and go, what are you saying? Any normal human being, I feel like, would look at a situation like this and go, hey, are you fucking joking? Are you out of your fucking mind? You're saying like, oh, well, we can't let fuel in there. Sorry, sucks to suck. There's 2.2 million people there, man. What the fuck are you saying? Hospitals have now officially gone dark. What the fuck? And then another sign of S... Why is that video private now? This is material which was found on the body of one. Yeah, this is fucking ridiculous, dude. Ay, ay, ay. Of those sadistic villains. It's Al-Qaeda material. Official Al-Qaeda material. We're dealing with ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and Hamas. This is what we're dealing with. And in, those, in, and in this material, there were instructions how to produce chemical weapons. This is, it speaks about a, a, a. That video showed that this guy just lied and Sky News privated it just now. Wait, really? The other video that was privated was the Sky News uh, guy like analyzing how fucking stupid this claim is? That's nice. Yeah, it was analysis that this is not a chemical weapons uh, manual, but it doesn't even matter. I I don't think that there was a fucking Hamas guy with a FedEx Kinko's account that just went balls to the fucking wall with PDFs. And he was just like, all right, brothers, we are doing this military attack, but also, inshallah, we are going to be reading while we do it. Uh, You know, they they brought their fucking colored printers that show that they actually have a, a secret WMD inside of Gaza and that... In the PDF I have in my hands, it says the only thing that Hamas fears more than anything else is to explode that WMD facility in the middle of Gaza that, uh, you know, entire babies are uh, on top of. There it is. It's on the PDF, dude. 
If the Hamas terrorists had classified chemical weapons and structures, it is not the book Herzog Holds, which is a biography of Ramzi Youssef, a terrorist responsible for the 1993 World Trade Center bombing. The book is Al-Qaeda propaganda, but not a weapons manual. It is akin to the same problem that occurred immediately in the aftermath of the Al-Ahli hospital bombing, where the IDF came out with information that was inherently contradictory to the other information that they were presenting. I just don't understand why they cannot stay on a consistent message in this regard, especially when the actions, not at the Al-Ahli hospital, but in general on October 7th, October 8th, and October 9th, as fighting continued inside of Israeli territory, is already gruesome enough. So why the fuck do you have to also try to beef it up by saying so many idiotic things that are so laughably false, like such a demonstrable failure to communicate clearly exactly the the, the ruthless massacres that occurred? It's, it's just so weird. I don't understand it. Is it like, can you not hold yourself back a little bit? What the fuck is going on? So that part is very frustrating, and it especially serves to muddy the fucking waters as well, just like in the aftermath of the, the Al-Ahli hospital bombing where they offered contradictory information and information like the intercepted phone calls that were very quickly dismissed by uh, many fucking journalists that at least understood Arabic. I go back and forth on this too because like then we sit around and we go, well, okay, here is what is misinformation in this regard. But that doesn't bring uh, the, the dead back to life. You know what I mean? That doesn't offer any kind of justice to the victims on either side. All it does is just drive the conversation away from the ongoing atrocities that Israel is committing in Gaza and drives it away from that to like uh, semantics conversations, whether or not this is real, whether or not this is fake. Are you anti-Semitic for saying that this is fake? It's very frustrating. Here, oh, this is the video that they deleted. I don't know why they privated this video. Isaac Herzog showed us documents uh, which were recovered from a USB stick on a dead Hamas fighter. Our data and forensics uh, correspondent Tom Cheshire has been looking into the claims. <clears throat> the Israeli president showed what he said was Al-Qaeda material found by the Israel Defense Forces, the IDF, on the body of a dead fighter in Kibbutz Bieri. Now, in an interview with Sky News, he said these documents show that Israel was dealing with ISIS, Al-Qaeda and Hamas, and that the material included instructions on how to produce chemical weapons. The front page of the document held by Mr Herzog shows the cover of a publication written in Arabic. The cover includes an ISIS flag at the top and the red text which reads a brigade of Islamic International Council for Jihad against Jews and Christians. The text at the bottom of the document claims it is a periodic publication for self-advancing knowledge for Mujahids, Islamic. Yeah, bro, he's like, I brought some reading material with me. Like, why? Think about it. Think about it. Not only is the document not saying what he claims it says, but also, why the fuck would anybody bring this? Bringing this along, what does that do? What, what, what is that for? And that the source of the documents is a manual from the Al-Qaeda terrorist organization dated 2003. This is when the IDF first claimed on the 12th of October that they had found the cover of an Al-Qaeda ISIS training and inspiration booklet on the body of a dead fighter in Israel. In a post on X formerly known as Twitter. But this document is not a chemical weapons manual. It's actually <laughs> a biography of one of the 9-11 terrorists. 